Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Have you dreamt of building a brand that stands not just for profit, but for purpose, people, and unyielding passion? Well, today's episode is all about vision, mission, and the magic of hope. I'm chuffed a bit to introduce you to a star student of ours, a true visionary and an AMS graduate from 2022, Amwulika Ngozi Okonjo. She's not just a graduate, Amwulika is the force behind Igerika, an ED tech gem enabling folks to learn from the best African Afro-Disporic minds. We'll dive deep into the heart of building a community that feels like home. How do you make space for every voice, every little bit of feedback? We'll answer that question. But also, how do you shape a brand that resonates with every heartbeat of your mission? And a gentle reminder that we all need. Hope isn't just an emotion. It's a discipline. It's a commitment. And Walika will share her wisdom on fostering hope, even when the going gets tough, because goodness knows if we need that sometimes. Ready for a dose of inspiration, strategy, and a whole lot of heart? Make this class begin. I've really missed, actually, I'm gonna, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna dive deep into this bit as well, but it's one of those things where I realize actually how much time passes and we don't realize. Um, I'm saying this because <laughs> the reason why I got in touch with you, aside from just checking in how you are, which I'm doing my best with all my graduates, but I just saw a lot of things coming up for you. And, you know, I realized that has been such an evolution, which we'll talk about throughout for sure, but of um, the beginning of the seed we wanted to create and obviously the reason why you join us for the certification and then coming to actually coming into fruition and also starting to launch opportunities for your community to actually get the training and the support they need but it's funny how time warps uh, and I'm sure it feels the same to you right like it feels like it's been five minutes since you graduated and since you've done with that and then you start the new process but also feels forever since you've been working on the next steps right yeah, yeah, it definitely does. I do think the time has passed really, really quickly. And when I, you know, joined the program, it really was just the, you know, very small seed of an idea. And it was one of joining the course was one of the first things I did 
to really kind of like make it real, to invest in myself and to invest in this idea and like actually try and <laughs> move it into being. Yeah, it's it's crazy how things have just kind of um, evolved um, so quickly. And partly that's been because I felt a lot more confident to kind of just go full steam ahead. And one of the things that I've just been learning, like being an entrepreneur and you know, is is that you do have to pick up skills really fast. And so the resources that you can gather, you know, around you, the the teachers that you have, the the courses that you take, they're all immensely valuable. And it's like also dedicated time where I can just like focus on <laughs> focus on building. Cause I was working at the time as well. So it was like this is my dedicated space to really just be pouring into Ijeruka, you know, at the very early stages. So yeah, I really appreciate it. And it's it's crazy how quickly, how quickly things have gone. It's so important what you mentioned. And thank you so much for sharing actually about that, you know, balance between investing in ourselves and also then making the time and then remembering that we're also spending the time building actually our ideas and the next steps. And I want to ask you, since I know that now you're also starting to support people, which is so exciting with obviously uh, the next steps themselves, which we'll get to in a moment for sure. I want to ask you, what would you say to somebody who is also having that seed of an idea, as you mentioned you had yourself, is struggling to take that next step? What would you mention to your community as well if if you wanted to give them that helping hand or that reminder? I actually watched something earlier today. It was a TikTok with, um, I don't know if you know Candice Bratwaith. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She was talking about being unrealistic and how important it is to be unrealistic. And I think that a lot of the time when we have an idea, we get caught up in like, how is this actually, you know, trying to think t 10 steps ahead and figure out how, you know, yeah, basically just going through all, all the problems and all the reasons why it shouldn't exist, couldn't exist, why it's going to be difficult. And I think that being unrealistic is actually really important. Sometimes you just need to be like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Because what, at the end of the day, really, what do you have to lose? You don't really have that much to lose. I mean, maybe, depending on what you're building, maybe a little bit of cash, maybe a little bit of time and sleep, but you gain so much more from just diving in, even if you fail, the way that you grow and the things that it could lead to just make it worth it. So I would say, like, be unrealistic and also just know that, like, there really isn't any downside. Um especially if you're pacing yourself. So, yeah. It's kind of interesting because I love the idea of the different connotation of words and what words means as well. And it's kind of that idea that we think about unrealistic and we think about something negative, but then it's kind of flipping it on its head as well and thinking about it has like that little fuel to be okay. That is like almost that impossible kind of idea and they're like what is really impossible anyway and kind of flipping it on its head too. And kind of going back to that and just try and push ourselves to build something new. Because at the end of the day, you have been building something completely new as well. So I'll let you actually explain that a bit too, because we kind of planted the seeds about you planting the seed and what you wanted to build and, and the community and, and the courses as well that are coming out of it. So we'd love for you to give us a bit of uh, insights on the origin, actually, of your journey from, again, as you say, leaving the job now yay, and starting taking the next steps. Yeah, so Ijeruka is a Pan-African digital learning community. I launched it at the beginning of this year, 2023, but I kind of been working on it throughout 2022. And initially, it's kind of a culmination of different things because initially I 
just kind of saw like what is happening in the world in the sense of like, you know, they're really big challenges that we're facing, not just as people of African descent, which is, you know, who the platform is is primarily sort of like geared towards, um, but just in general, I think there are really important conversations happening. And I saw that people are seeking out increasingly spaces to learn about that. And also, and but from a point of view that is like hopeful, grounded in reality, but hopeful, and that equips you with a sense that you can actually do something about it. I had the had the opportunity to curate courses for another platform that I think was doing an amazing job, but a lot of their audience was older white women and absolutely fine. Um, but I just saw the need to kind of like create something that spoke directly to my community as well and to open up those opportunities. And so EJ Ruka, like the entire idea is uplifting the wealth of wisdom people of African descent around the world hold especially in relation to the most compelling questions of our time, whether it is the impacts of AI and, and technology and society or climate change, or even just social relationships and cultures and the ways that we are evolving as human beings and what it takes to build better societies, platforming vo voices that we don't usually get to hear from, but are incredibly wise and profound and doing so in a way that makes people feel comfortable, welcome, celebrated in their own identities. And I think that it's it's been going really well so far. It's become more than just the courses themselves. It really is about the community. And it's just crazy how like taking the sort of simple marketing principles that I learned has just kind of catalyzed because it's really just found like I, I've been so surprised because obviously being a startup, you don't have a ton of budget to be able to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on ad spend just a little bit but like knowing how to like you know share our story and our message and positioning things in a particular way and then obviously some more strategic planning ejerica has just naturally found it's you know the right people or the right people have found us and so yeah it's been growing very very quickly and um, i'm just really excited about like the community that's being built kind of on its own as, as well. Like I'm here, but like, it's like almost beyond me in a sense. You know that the best community hosts and the best communities actually are the ones where the host knows how to step up when is needed, but also step back to become the facilitator of the conversations that are happening, which I'm sure at some point in some regards I mentioned probably in our uh, community design lesson, because I'm really passionate about it because I think there's so many misconceptions about what communities are supposed to be or can be. And so it, it sounds like naturally it just happened through what you've built because of the understanding of what, why you wanted to build it, which I think it's so important. Yeah, I definitely see myself as a facilitator more than anything else. And I think that like just within, we, so we have like live courses um, as well as like workshops and events. And what I've noticed is that, you know, I curate, my role is a facilitator and a curator. So I curate the space, um, I bring people together, and I share the sort of core values and message and principle, like how, why is the space here and how do we want to kind of hold it? And that's really the most that I need to do. I might sort of like, kind of like a conductor, <laughs> like, you know, help conduct things a little bit. But for the most part, people even have started to request to form their own peer groups and their own conversations and share resources with each other. And I think that that's the power of like 
you know, once you do have that core message and mission and it resonates with people, like you're able to communicate it and it resonates with people and the right people are drawn to it, you don't actually need to do a ton to then kind of like keep hammering it home. They will just kind of take it on themselves um, and run with it. And I guess like that's how the community grows. That is such an important point as well. And it goes back to that idea of learning and listening as well, which dare I say, is a very understated skill for marketers and also entrepreneurs because it can be hard to find a balance between taking the time to listen and understand and Im- implement, I was going to say, it was like, implement and at the same time actually then being able to act and, and change and obviously and keep on going, you know, as you say, like bootstrapped startups, that's the word. Uh, you know, we do what we got to do in order to keep on going. But I think that reflection piece um, and the listening piece is so important, which leads me to the bad news that we're not going to be back in class. I'm so sorry. But you're teaching today, so we're fine. So class is in session right now. I got a couple of questions for you. And for once, I'm going to step back from my teaching chair. Not that I have a teaching chair. That would be interesting, though. And I'm actually going to ask some questions. And I'm sure that some of these lessons will come from just the experience that you've had with Ijerika, like, so far. And so the first one, which is one of my favorite questions, is what is the one thing that you can teach our fellow listeners and students and fellow graduates in a minute or so that is related to your journey. It can be about the entrepreneurial journey, it can be the marketing element, or it can even just be about the community, something that you learn from that. What would be one practical thing that you can teach others that they can take and maybe do for themselves as well? Yeah, I I think so. The thing that I really, really love is, you know, how to build a brand that is rooted in a mission, like a purposeful, a a purpose-led business and make it beautiful as well. I think that's probably... (laughs) That's probably what I'm figuring out that I'm I'm pretty good at. You know, I think business can sometimes, especially the way that it's traditionally been taught, can feel a little bit cold at times, or at least that has been the, I guess, predominant narrative. Like you have men in suits and, like, you know, like you have to be, you, you make just decisions based on money and the bottom line and things like that. But it's actually, I see it as being like the entrepreneurial journey as being almost kind of like my form of artistic or creative expression. And that makes it so much more fulfilling for me. And the biggest part of that is actually learning how to build a brand that is oriented around a core set of values and a core mission and that I can you can continuously return to. And um, I think when you have that, like what I've noticed is like, I don't really have to say much, like whether it's our teachers that are, you know, we're asking to be part of our programs, our, our like customers who are our co-learners and community members, they automatically kind of say it themselves. Like the first thing they always say to me is like, your branding really resonates. That's probably my, that's probably my gift (laughs) right now. That is a great, I I mean, I'm reading between the lines, but that to me is one of the gifts of creativity as well and the artistic expression. And 
it doesn't have to be that way. I just want to say for anybody that's in and I'm like, I'm a marketer or I'm a creator or I'm an entrepreneur and I don't have that streak. I'm the analytical one. I'm like, cool, cool, boo. Uh, I'm the same, actually. I have one side that is very analytical and then one side that is very creative. And just like yourself, I feel eventually we're rooted into our brand. And I just want to add to that because I agree, your branding is really unique and I can really spot it, which is beautiful. You can see it straight away. It jumps out. But for us, it took a bit longer. I just want to say for anybody who's also finding that as a challenge, it took us two years to get AMS to actually have the branding that was needed for it to have, to actually represent what it wants to be. And eventually people now are saying, oh, I went on your website and it looks so cool. Oh my God, yes, I can see the branding. That is so you. And it took us a bit longer, but we got there. So it is worth the while exploring that. And I love the fact that the mission or the purpose or who you want to be and how you want your audience to see themselves in the representation, whether it is on social, whether it's in the images, whether it is in the wording, it really then connects them deeper to you. They see themselves in that and then they're more willing to take the next step, which I think is really, really powerful as well. And now I want to look at some of the things that you have learned in the last year or so, we'll say. Is there a tactic, a framework, a strategy that you learned from somebody else this time that stood out to you? What would that one be? Yeah, I, I think like I didn't used to think about funnels <laughs> until until I joined Art Marketing School's course. I had never thought about the concept of funnels. And the funny thing is that like, I like do a lot of like journey mapping and things like that. So it's, you know, it would have made sense to think of marketing in that sense. So, so I think have actually having a comprehensive funnel and actually being able to, to think about like, what are the different touch points and what are the different messages um, that your target audience will receive at, at those stages and what the, what type of information they're looking for is really valuable. And to couple it with like different types of, marketing, um, I guess, outputs or strategies. So like um, social media is like a lot of our um, community members come from social media, you know, Instagram, especially that might be their first interaction. And then, you know, wanting to give them an actual experience of, you know, what Ijeruka is about, especially as a courses or event space type of type of platform. So giving people just like a little snippet of that in a free program that's maybe shorter than like, you know, our, our longer courses. And yeah, it's just a nice way to engage. So yeah, I'd say like the, the tactic that I've learned is having a, a clear funnel and in that funnel, just having like different approaches. And one of those approaches is like, give things away for free, like give knowledge away, experiences away, like just like be generous in, in how you interact with your audience. Um, you don't lose anything from it. It's a daily podcast dance. Whenever somebody <laughs> says like, I always get my little daily podcast dance, it just happens because you said something super important, which is about being generous with your knowledge. And it's so interesting as two platforms are very educational driven and knowledge driven. You feel like you can't or you shouldn't or you don't want to give away some of your most valuable information for free. You feel a bit worried about that. And there's an element of quote, unquote, 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 gatekeeping. You're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But actually, I heard it first a couple of months back in a video. And now I keep repeating it to everybody else as well. Actually, giving away your most valuable content for free can be really, really powerful, especially when you are obviously a content information driven 
business and company because at the end of the day, people will come to you for the support, the knowledge, the accountability. Those are the elements of the experience. So it's actually just giving them the understanding and the trust that you have the information that they're looking for. And it's a balance and it's a very fine balance to actually go beyond like those fears because they can be fears. So thank you for mentioning that because being generous with the knowledge that you give away is really powerful. And as you say, if you tap it and tap and adapt it with the stage of the funnel that your audience is in, you actually build a gentle journey that then takes them to actually want to commit. And I find that is the balance between the two. So I'm really glad that we introduced our very specially shaped funnels because they're not the traditional funnels, but as you say, they're still a journey. So it's a journey in itself that is beautiful. Now, since we're both teachers in our own right, since we're both teaching and educating and supporting people, this is one of my favorite questions, but I'm really excited to ask it to you because I want to see what comes up, which is what it's something that you have unlearned recently and how did it improve the quality of your life or work? Hmm. I'm currently in the process of, not unlearned yet, but in the process of unlearning a hyperfixation on money. I think like it's really important, obviously, like if you are an entrepreneur or someone who's building a business to have the mindset of trying to be profitable and sustainable and all of those things. But what I've realized is that when you fixate on it, you are less likely to take risks. You're less likely to actually do the things that will generate that income, that will draw people towards you. And it almost kind of produces like a, a fear-based mindset when really what you need to pour your energy and attention into, yes, do the strategic work and all that stuff, but like what you need to pour your energy and attention into is the content, the the experience, the customer service, like all of these, the marketing, like all of these things that actually will help you grow <laughs> as opposed to just like kind of like fixating on the numbers. It obviously is like a balance at times, like you do need to be con conscious of that and you need to be like, you know, on top of it and everything. But I think there's so much more to there's so much more to like building something um, than just, you know, the the the, num the money will come basically. Like that's what I've realized is it's, it's going to come. Like you just need to actually focus on producing the best possible experience and, and product or platform or whatever it is that you're building for the audience and understanding them and their needs and their interests. What do you find are some of the practical ways for you to get that feedback and that understanding you uh, sprinkled a few in as well Mulika, which I love but I was thinking is there anything like a couple of, of the ones that really worked for you when it comes to your community like getting feedback yeah okay well so the first thing is um people need to know that you actually are interested in receiving feedback so like as many times as you possibly can like just keep reiterating that that's something you care about like people don't know that you know, you are, <laughs> you're a person who cares about what they have to say until you tell them. Um, and that goes for like any, you know, aspect of life. So you have to, you have to make that clear. And then I think like creating, making it as easy as possible and making it as inviting as possible. So I, what I've done is like 
you know, on our website, we might have integrations, things like Hotjar or, you know, mini surveys, things like that, that just pop up and are simple, like one to two questions. Also the ability to schedule calls. And even if it's 15 minutes, but again, like that thing of generosity, okay, if, if I have a 15 minute slot where, you know, someone has asked to, you know, speak with me, don't have a hard out necessarily. Obviously this can be hard with calendars, but like, if someone is expressing to you, if, if someone who's a potential customer or an existing customer is excited about what you're doing and they want to tell you the reasons why they're excited or what you need, what you could improve, what ideas they have, you know, I think like being generous with the time that you allow for that can be really valuable because you don't know what it could, what could come of it. And so I think it's like a combination of like use the tools that you have at your disposal, things like Hotjar. Tally is a, is another great like free if you can you know if you don't want to pay for Typeform Tally is a great is a great you know form builder that I use all the time and just looking for free tools like that to uh, to give people the opportunity to give feedback and then also make space and time in your calendar send people a link so they can book a call with you and just speak it doesn't necessarily have to always be a call because you're planning to sell to them. It could just be like, you know, a conversation that's, that's worked really well for me. I had a little mini dance again when you mentioned Tally because it's great because it also integrates with Notion, which makes me very happy. Uh, like bringing everything back into one place. And I'm actually going to go a bit deeper into this point. Maybe, maybe the tip will come back from that, which is, I love the mentions of the feedback and especially feedback that can be related also to what you do and also understanding people's needs and, that openness. How have you found you were able to get feedback or clarity around whether the mission and the purpose and the vision of what you were trying to build was like with the Jericho was actually clear to your audience? Because that's another thing we talk about brands rooted in mission and vision that is strong, which is what we do and what we teach as well. But I find that sometimes we know our story, we know our mission, but how do we know that it hits home? Because it and then from the sound of it, it does it home for your audience. Has it always been the case? Or did you actually need to get their input to make sure that it would also be a meeting of the two, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think this is actually the most difficult thing because uh, even for me, like I can be quite long winded. So so when you're when you're building a brand around the social purpose, you can have like, I want to change the world. And so there's so much that can go into it and you can end up, you know, sharing a brand story or a mission or whatever that's very complex and maybe may not hit the way that you would expect it to. For EJ Ruka, it's been a lot of iteration, like just trying to like simplify, really kind of get to the point. I think I had a mission statement that was like a paragraph before. <laughs> before. And so, you know, just kind of like trying to whittle it down. But to the question about like, where did the two intersect? I think you don't know until you actually put something out there. So like when we first started, I had like my own idea. I like came up with the mission, vision, all these different things, um, messaging, and you don't actually know if people are going to respond to it or even get what you're trying to say until you put it out. And then I think once it's out there, I listen to, for the people that it does draw, I listen to what, how they're describing it in their own words. 
basically like taking, you know, what my customers are saying and then editing our messaging to basically reflect their own words back to them. And again, like, because I obviously as the, as someone who works in the company or, you know, as part of this, building this, <laughs> I, I know what the essence of what I'm trying to create. So I might do some tweaks and things like that to elevate it. You just have to listen to like what people are saying in their own words and maybe actually ask people directly. Like you, even if you haven't launched, like you can tell them your idea um, explain it to them in as you know the best way that you possibly can, and then ask them to say tell you what they heard or what they think it is, right, or what they would be drawn to, and then refine based on that. Uh, I think other things that are really valuable is looking at, I think looking at like what your peers are doing. So for EJ Ruka, it's interesting because we don't have like necessarily a direct peer which is part of why I started the platform because there wasn't anything like it that exists. But they're definitely like smaller communities that are doing things that are, you know, similar or resonant. I look at like how have they communicated. And so I think like drawing from, because we're going to share similar audiences. So I think even trying to not copy for sure, but like look at what is working and what even you may be drawn to in the messaging of like other people um, that are doing something similar to you. One of my favorite bits at all times is about that kind of, I call it like the the audience actually telling you which words to use, which is actually using your audience's words and reflecting it back to them. That's one of my favorite pieces when it comes to the kind of audience and persona and understanding of your audience that we tend to forget. We tend to look at a lot of other variables that we want to focus on. And that can be great when it comes to some elements of what we're trying to build. But when it comes, as you say, to... Uh, missions and visions and also I love that you shared about the mission statement being really long because I mean apologies everybody I don't remember exactly but I know that at the very least 70% of the students whenever they send me through the mission statement from the assignment I'm like it's too long and then but it's because a lot of us are passionate and is our thing is our vision is something that we love but it's natural for us to actually find it that it's really long and it's great to have a version of that because then we can just say we can whittle it down and the more you know the more impactful it is actually is when there are a couple of words that really jump out because that's what your audience is going to remember that's a great reminder of that so I'm really glad that you mentioned that too because you know I say it and I know that I say it but I'm not the only one so thank you very much for that we're into quick fire now we had a nice little stroll all around the ups and downs of community building and entrepreneurship and branding. But now it's time for quick fire. Okay. And Willick, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Two choices. You keep the one that you like the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spotify playlist or podcast? Ooh. Um, Spotify playlist. Yeah. Was it a hard one? <laughs> it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> What is a podcast that you've been listening to recently that like was kind of like made you kind of think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the Diary of a CEO. Yeah, I think it just has really great guests on there. So yeah, it's a really good podcast. Excellent recommendation. Excellent choice. But we still got for Spotify playlist, which again, still very close to my heart is a hard one. I know we started hard. We might ease up now with another one. Voice notes or texts? Text. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Straight on. <laughs> Very easy, this one. Next, carousels or reels? Ooh. I'm a carousel person, but reels are very effective. <laughs> That's actually where I go back with a follow-up question then, which is, does this change depending on whether you are creating the carousels and the reels or you're consuming them? Or would you say the answer would be the same for both? I think I actually prefer carousels. I think they can be more informative and I think people can do really cool things with the designs. If, I mean, I also... I. Yeah, I'm not a Reels person as much. I think video content is awesome, but I kind of like prefer to look at um, carousels on Instagram anyways. But on TikTok, I'm all for the video content. Yeah. I love it. So it depends on where we are as well. I see, I yeah. see. So yeah. actually going back to video, I think I know the answer now. TikTok or YouTube? Oh, that's hard. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's actually hard. Um, YouTube. Oh man, that's great. I'm a new to TikTok, but I love it. Okay, um, can it be a tie? It's a tie. <laughs> we have a first tie ever. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not joking. We have a first tie ever. Okay, I'll take the tie. I'll take the tie. But we can do a tie for the next one then. We, okay. we use our tie bonus. Meme or GIF? GIF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my team. That's my team. I'm always, I'm always out for gift team. And then everybody says memes. I'm like, no, I still love you. It's still totally fine. But gifts is a special place to my heart. So yeah. excellent. I'm really, really glad. It just, I think a gift can work in so many ways. I can say so many things. Obviously, memes are a very specific kind of scenario, which is super fun. But you know, a good gift says a thousand words. Yeah, um, I use a lot of. The problem with me is like. I use a lot of the most random. I go from Parks and Rec all the way to the office, all the way to get some random pop culture and then puppies. There's literally no rhyme or reasons for my meme, for my gift. Sorry. I don't know if that's the same, but I actually have a gift folder full of gifts that I can use at any given time. It's the same for me. It's the same for me. Although lately, I also really like um, sharing TikToks as my reaction stuff. Like, so yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm one of those people that downloads TikToks and shares them and just has a folder of TikToks now. So. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. That's next level. That, see, that should be the quick fire should have a third option of like TikTok reactions. I might have to add that too as well. So thank you. That's, that's a great idea, actually. I got two more questions. One is if you were to describe all marketing school, having experienced it yourself in one word, which word would you choose? Ooh, there's so many things, but um, I'm going to say fun. I think obviously informative and all these other things, I'm cheating a little bit, but I, at the core of it, like the experience was actually fun. And I think that that comes down to your personality as well. So, you know, and the, it's infused into, into alt marketing school. So, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Thank you. And it goes back to what we said at the beginning, just to reiterate, it's generally like whether it's a community, but sometimes when it's even a course or an experience, a lot of who we are actually kind of comes across even when you then let your students shine, which I hope is still what I managed to achieve every single time that we show up with the cohort is just allowing you to create the connections and talk to each other and learn from each other. But still, you know, you kind of add a bit of yourself so that the, the, the students or your community are motivated to show up and to commit and to, and to talk to each other, you know? So I'm really, really glad. Now though, I'm going to actually 
finish with a bit of a hard one because I'm going to bestow upon you a power. I'm going to give you a power. Mulika, you have a very special power, which is the power to send one message to everybody on their phone. So if you could broadcast one message onto everybody's phone, what would that message say? Um... I, okay, well, so this is the core message for EJ Ruka that I, I just think is, is needed right now, which is that hope is a discipline. And so, you know, we can, we're in crazy times right now in the world. And I think that like, what we need is like, you know, hope and like joy and, you know, just all the good things, but also it's, it's, it's something that you have to actively cultivate in the ways that you, you know, build your, the people around you, the community, what you invest in, like in terms of like how you pour into yourself, whether that's the types of courses that you're taking or the things that you do in your free time, like all of these things are, 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 you know, you're practicing, practicing nurturing hope in my opinion. So I would say that, you know, hope is powerful and it is a discipline would be my message to the world basically. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. And that's, that, you know, that, that's a powerful one as well that is almost like a reminder, you know, should be set as a message and then added to your reminders as well. It's like a lot of other things I, I genuinely believe and I agree with you that it's important to find, you know, to, to reconnect with ourselves and tap into whether it's hope, whether it's gratitude, whether it's combination of both. Sometimes even kindness, I think, can be a bit of a discipline towards ourselves and others. So I absolutely love the message. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Now, if anybody would love to connect with you and Jerica and find out more about how to get involved, can you please, please, please tell us where they should go? Yeah, awesome. So you can find Ijeruka, um, which is spelled I-J-E-R-U-K-A on Instagram, which is like our main social media home, but also on LinkedIn, um, just with our name. And also ejruka.com. I'm actually very excited because we have our new website coming soon. So that's going to be our little digital playground. And now we'll have the dedicated community um, space as well. So there's lots of really exciting things coming. Thank you so, so much for taking the time. It's been a pleasure to catch up as always. And I cannot wait to see all the next iteration of Ejerika and wherever this is going to lead you. Thank you so much, Fab. It was great speaking with you and catching up. In the meantime, please go and check out Jerica and everything that Amulika and all the team is up to. For now, as always, it's been a pleasure. Class dismissed.